0: Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to Not Your Average Gay. It's the last day of 2022, and so um, I figured, what better way than to end this year than to go out with a fucking bang. So I'm gonna do a lot of crazy things in this episode that um, my heart is literally pounding outside of my chest right now. Um, I'm going to do some crazy things in this episode. I'm going to call myself out. I'm going to call not anyone else out because I'm not pointing direction to other people, but I might name some people because it's for my own closure. There's a lot of things I'm running from and there's a lot of things that I need to get off my chest and it's the last full night um, of 2022. I'm recording this the night before new year's because tomorrow night I have plans and, um, I'm going to put this out probably in the evening so it can sit with, with, it can be the last thing that I do for 2022. And so if I'm going to, if there's one thing that I want to take from this year, I want it to be that I found my voice. And I don't mean that in any way as like, like I was silent before because that wasn't the case. I really found my true voice. I found my perspective and I found what, what I stand for if that makes sense and so I know what I want I know what I'm after and I know how to go after it if that makes sense and like lately I've just there's been a shift in me over the last couple of months and I've just felt like things the things that I want I'm I'm going after and I'm actually getting closer to them than I ever thought I could be so um that's kind of why I haven't been as active on here is because I just really have been getting my life in order and like getting my plans. I have plans to go back to school. I have so many different other things going together. I'm working on getting a place to live. Um, My family's location situation has been just changing right now. So it's like I've been dealing with a lot over the last couple of months and I really want to uh, make sure that I am respectful of myself and give myself that space because um some of the people that are in my life that these things are happening to they didn't sign up to have their business aired out on the internet and I'm also gonna keep that in uh, in mind as we go through this episode today I'm gonna I might name people but I'm not gonna go into too much detail with those as to who those people are if I even name them because I don't want to put anyone on blast or make anyone feel like they have to answer to anything this is not for me to get attention or for me to get an answer this is for me to get some stuff off my chest And Leave it in 2022 and move forward because I don't have the energy to carry things with me going into this new year I really want to go in with a clean slate and the only way I can do that is get some stuff off my chest So without further ado, let's get into this episode We're going to go through the year the couple of months and we're going to kind of review the year And i'm going to talk about some big things that happened to me this year and some things that i'm happy about that happened And some things that I wish I could have done differently And then we're going to talk about the juicy stuff uh, that you all want to know because There's something I've been alluding to for a long time on here, a certain person that I've been alluding to for a long time on here that I've really had feelings for, and I am going to put it all out there, right here, right now, because why the fuck not? It's 2022, it's about to be 2023, there's no time to be silent. I love you guys. Let's get into this episode. I'm so happy to be back with you bitches. So again, my deepest apologies for not being around the last couple of, well, it hasn't hasn't really been that long. It's been about a month, but like I just haven't, I've been, like I said, getting things in order, changing things in my life and really adjusting to being in a new role. And I feel like that's a really good thing that I always like to do anyway. I like to get my new patterns and habits started two months before the end of the year because I don't want to be doing my New Year's resolutions when everyone else is and when everyone is like doing that you know that bullshit where they're like I'm gonna change my life and like honestly I, I say it's bullshit but like it's one of my favorite parts of New Year's it's one of the reasons New Year's is one of my favorite holidays is because as someone who um, like enjoys new starts and fresh starts I really enjoy the aspect of Like, the idea of, with New Year's, the fact that everything is new. Everything about it is refreshing and new. And, like, everyone, even the people that have settled in their life. Living somewhere like Louisiana, where it's literally the most unpopular state to live in, in the United States. Literally, I see it all over TikTok every day. It's fine. But living somewhere where people are settling in their lives so much. It's so refreshing to be in January. Because, sometimes, because people they they have hope again, and they have, they have, they rest- they've restored hope in their lives, and obviously, uh, settling is something I don't ever agree with, it was literally the motto of my podcast last year, it was never settle, it still kind of is like my mission statement, never settle, and it's something I refuse to do, I don't want to be one of those people that is bitter about other people's successes, and the joy that they find in life, because of my own settling, and my own decisions to settle, so I don't, I don't want to be one of those people and so that's one of the things that i really got in touch with this year because i kind of saw my life falling into one of those types of people's things where my life just kind of got away from me my dreams and hopes got away from me and it was kind of scary for a little while and i got comfortable really comfortable in some situations and um obviously like you need change change is the only thing that keeps you good so like obviously um it keeps you on your toes and it keeps you fresh and it keeps you moving correctly and not f- too stagnant you know um, cuz you don't want to be too too stagnant that's you know that's never good anyway um so like i said this episode's going to be juicy we're going to get into it and i'm going to start with like the bland stuff because <laughs> we're not going there yet but um I'm going to start with like what my most popular songs were this year. Um, So I really got into the artist Lauv or Love. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Um, So his my most popular song of the year was All for Nothing by him. Uh, It's a really good song. Then we go to Chaotic by Tate McRae. Then I was in pain for a lot of the year. Sorry, I went through some shit. Um, then when you're gone by Sean Mendez. So good by Halsey kids are born stars by love conceded by SZA. It'll be okay. By Sean Mendez, Dua Lipa by Jack Harlow. S- I'm not saying that weren't that this next one out loud. I'm embarrassed about it. Um, scary featuring Rico nasty by Megan Thee Stallion. I love you by the Chainsmokers, bussin' by Nicki Minaj. Um, um loaf by sizza vegas by doja cat as it was by harry love it when you hate me by avril Lavigne, summer of love by shaman does uh nobody gets me by sizza she's all i want to be by tate McRae, sunroof by nikki Youre and daisy heaven by bozzy and Anti-Hero by taylor swift so those are like my most popular songs that i had Listen to this year that's a lot but I know that was a lot to take in but like I really listen to music and take it deeply and I'm one of those bitches that like imagines my life the music I'm listening to at the time as like the soundtrack of my life for that period so like if there's like a season if my life is a tv series this is the soundtrack and like there's different montages of me doing different things in my life with this music so that's that's what I look at when I look at the things I'm listening to and the time periods in my life. I really enjoy going back and listening to that and getting that because it really, the music takes me back to those places. And that's what I love is when I hear certain f- songs, it brings me back to where I was when I was listening to it regularly or when I first heard it. And that's moving and that's what I love about art. And so I, that's what makes me wish I could be an artist myself. But um, so that's my, that's the music that I was listening to this year. The songs that I really got into, obviously, you can hear a lot of those songs are emotional pop songs. Um, I'm a pop bitch. I've never been ashamed about it. Obviously, I got some Megan Thee Stallion in there and a Given Um Obviously, they're always going to be present. Um, Sean Mendez was really present in my music this year. Um, Lauv, obviously, was also present in my music. Um, yeah, it, and SZA, SZA made an appearance, even with her album coming out, like, what was it, two weeks ago? it's most of her, like all those songs you heard were in my top 10 or 15. So that's kind of, that's kind of nuts considering that the album only came out two weeks ago, but you know, there's that. Um, what else were we going to talk about? Um, the top movie I saw this year, I guess I would say, um, Elvis was really, really good. Uh, I really enjoyed whole situation i went to see it with one of my best friends um and i felt really bad because she and i were really tired at the time and so i felt like we really didn't take in what was happening with with this with the with how good this movie was um so obviously elvis was really good and i had a really good experience i also really enjoyed going to see bros with my cousin claire and uh my friend michelle like that was really fun because we had the theater to ourselves and so we were literally it was a painful movie to watch because of how You'll understand. I think I've talked about this on my podcast before with this, with that movie, but, um, it literally, so it was just the three of us. It was a great experience. I'm so glad I got to have it. Um, yeah, um, there's that. So that, that was my film experiences. Sports was so crazy this year. My, my baseball team, the Astros won the world series. That was insane. Um, they also won the World Series the same night as LSU beat Alabama in Baton the first time since 2010, and this all happened within like 20 minutes of each other. So it was really crazy to watch LSU beat Alabama on the walk off last play in overtime, going for two. It was just a storybook moment, and then to have the Astros win the World Series 20 minutes later It was pretty, pretty dope. I don't think I like was that emotional when the Astros finally won because I was I'd already come down. I had just come down off of that high. From LSU, I was happy. Don't get me wrong, but I always I already felt like they were gonna win, so I wasn't like questioning that. But um, so that happened this year. Those were some really great things that happened this year. LSU obviously did really well. Um, I set some goals for some things that I want to do. Um, you're gonna see a lot more visual content for me in 2023. Um, I had to. I I was working with. A producer for a long time who was a really good friend of mine and she and i bless our, heart, our hearts we live in different cities and it just never really worked out and i've decided to go my own way going into 2022 2023 sorry i <laughs> thought we were a year ago i'm going into 2023 so i will be producing and doing all of my stuff 100 percent me by myself um it is kind of crazy because this whole three-year journey that i've been doing this you know since 2020 um I've been doing this with someone kind of guiding me, holding my hand. And this is the very first episode that I've put together by myself. And so I've recorded and done by myself. Usually Brie cuts everything for me. And so I just want to give a huge round of applause for Brie. She, uh, she, I would not have been able to do this podcast or be where I'm at right now without Brie. She, help me come up with topics to talk about, help me come up with a structure, help me come up with, you know, a lot of the time, I don't know if you can tell from if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, I'm a wild person, my ADD runs crazy, and I don't really treat it, and so I kind, and I'm kind of, don't really run off of a normal schedule, and so she has had to catch me with 1am meetings, and, you know, uh, 8am recordings and all these crazy things that we've done over the last three years. And we actually created something that I'm pretty proud of. And it's the beginning and the foundation of something that will be standing for a long time, hopefully. And so I'm really proud of everything that we created, me and Bree did together in this era of Not Your Average Gay. And um, I just wanted to give her that shout out in this very first intro because I knew I was going to forget to do it. And, um, you know, now that I'm sitting here doing this by myself um, on my own... (laughs) it feels like really different. And because I have hundred percent creative control over everything I'm doing right now. And so there's no one else I really have to float by. If I want to bring someone on this podcast, I don't have to loop her in or let her know when we're recording or how much of it she has to like cut or how much of it she has to, or any of that. It's, it's all me. And so that you're getting a hundred percent me going forward Not that I mean it was a lot of it was me, but she was helping me polish myself and be a version of myself that was suitable to the public. Now I feel like I don't need that. I don't need that translator or that breaker to help me get through. So I'm really I want I'm really grateful for everything that Brie did. So if you've if you've listened to this podcast and you've had a genuine experience listening to this podcast, you can thank Brie for that. You know she's the one that told me to pick up my microphone and speak on January sixth and start recording. Mm -hmm. Because history was happening. That's what she told me. She said, Connor, history is happening. And she said, this is what you created this podcast to do. So do it. And that's what I did. And you can go back and listen to Coup d'etat if you want to hear that. Uh, Because she was holding my hand, guiding me, giving me instructions. Don't say that. Say this. Um, You know, sometimes we had arguments, huge arguments. The I'm a liar episode. You know, that's one of my most popular streamed episodes that I have on my entire episodes list, you know, the I'm a liar episode where I came clean about all the issues that I was having with school and how I didn't want to be in school anymore. And I was super unhappy with where I was living and where I was at in life. And like, look at how far we've come. You know, I just think about that alone, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the fact that you know, Bree didn't want me to put that out. She thought that that would damage me and that would hurt my relationship with my parents and it would hurt my relationship with where I was going in life. And so I'm thankful for you know, her making sure that if I put it out, I put it out in a a raw, real vulnerable way and that's what I did. I didn't want to come out and say I hate all these things and they're making me go crazy and they're killing me. I wanted you to feel it and I did. And so I'm so grateful for that experience and I'm thankful for Brie. So Brie, um <clears throat> Brie is moving on to bigger and better things with an official company that I can't reveal because I'm pretty sure she has NDA clauses and stuff. And I I just I don't feel like getting sued by one of my for mentioning one of my friends' jobs. So um Brie, I love you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for this wild ride. Um, maybe at some point in the near future we can have a sit down and we can talk about some of the craziest moments that we had in these first few years of creating Not Your Average Gay. Um, like I said, I hope we created something that you can be proud of. I'm certainly proud of what we created. And hopefully this is the foundation of something going forward that will be spectacular and around for years to come. So thank you so much for everything. And I hope that gave you guys a little bit of an, a behind-the-scenes Inside of what's been going on over the last couple of years, and it wasn't just me and now it is just me so um, <clears throat> yeah, that was some juice um, we're things are about to get real juicy though so uh, grab yourself a snack um, we're not done just yet uh, grab yourself a snack get yourself a blunt do whatever you need to do some wine whatever things are about to get juicy because i 'm going to talk about some of my regrets this this year the things that I regret doing the things I re- the things I regret saying and some moments in my, in in the year that just stick with me, like awkward moments. And we're also going to talk about that boy. So, um, yeah. So this year, this year was a year of me finding my voice. It, not that I was ever silent or anything like that. I mean, I've never kept anything quiet, but, I certainly found what I stood for and who I was and what I wanted to be, the hills I wanted to die on, you know, those types of things. And so some really high moments and things that I really enjoyed doing this year were like when Roe v. Wade happened, I went into several marches. Um that was really moving for me to experience that because, you know, women should have the right to their own bodily autonomy. That's my opinion, but um men shouldn't be discussing that men shouldn't be making laws or anything like that or passing laws that keep women from doing anything with their bodies that they want but we're not talking about that right now talking about some of the things I regret and some of the things I regret this year were obviously I fucked up so I fucked up real bad uh, so many times this year I put my foot in my mouth in front of so many boys in front of several friendships burned several bridges obviously we've talked about those things I got fired this year That was because I put my foot in my mouth. So many different things that happened. So obviously, I will say I regret the way things went down with my other job. I don't regret standing up for myself at all. And I'll stand on that still to this day. You know, I felt attacked at work. And I still feel like no one had my back. But that's okay. We move on. We forgive. That's what Jesus said, right? Um, I'm not Christian, so I wouldn't know. But... It's about moving forward. And, you know, I had four really great years at that job. And it was a really big part of my life up until I wasn't a part of it anymore. And so I have to honor those years. and I have to honor that time and those experiences because they were really, really molding in who I am and what I am now and who the person that I allow myself to be. Because if I wasn't comfortable enough to be myself and start expressing myself in the environment I was in. With that old job and with those people and, you know, that environment, I would never have become who I am and as outspoken and as um, proud of who I am, as you know, the way I am now. So I really am grateful for that experience. And I'm so, you know, sad that it ended the way it did. Um, but, you know, I, like I said, everything happens for a reason. Doors close and doors open at the right times. And it always just kind of works out that way. And I, um, I'm i thankful for everything that I went through in that, that job, but at the same time, I was treated really badly, and I didn't stand up for myself. And that's something that I really regret. I regret not standing up for myself sooner. I should have quit that job way sooner than I got fired. What you, What happened with that job, and obviously, the reason I am clear with my emotions now is because I've sat on it for a long time and I've gone to therapy and I've, you know, been able to realize what really went down with that situation is I was burnt out and I felt like I was working a lot and I wasn't making enough money and they needed someone who could do that and be silent. And that was never going to be me. That was never going to be me. I wasn't going to put up with that because I had already put up with enough just to get to where I was in the company. And so, you know, I don't regret anything. I worked there for a long time. I made friends that hopefully will be in my life forever, but I was treated badly and I never stood up for myself until the point where if I were to stand up for myself, you know, by the time I finally realized I could stand up for myself, I was already fired. So if I were to stand up for myself at that point, you look like a scorned former employee and <clears throat> nobody likes that. I agree. Nobody likes that. I wouldn't want to hear someone do that either. But all I'm saying is I see that for what it was. And if I would have spoken up for myself and defended myself in an earlier situation, we wouldn't have gotten to that point and it wouldn't have spiraled out of control. What happened was it spiraled out of control. I said some things I shouldn't have and I no longer worked there. And it wasn't like, you know, you know, a big bad divorce. It was just it ended a chapter in my life ended. And, you know, part of me knew when I walked out of that place that day that I was never going to walk back in there again. And I haven't been back since. Um, I have friends that still work there. Um, my crush works there, you know, so many different things in my life revolve around that place. And, you know, my dad is still friends with my old boss. So like, I, I, I have a special place in my, in my, in my heart for the people that I used to work for. Um, they gave me so many different experiences that I would never have gotten if I hadn't worked there. And they introduced me to the loves of my life in so many different aspects. Um, romance relationship wise all friendship wise all different types experience wise I'm so grateful so but like I said I regret not standing up for myself so you always have to set set boundaries early on in situations try to because you won't have to be on the defensive and you it you won't you won't have to act when emotional in those situations and that's That's what I regret is allowing myself to get to a place where I couldn't control. I couldn't decipher when I was being emotional and when I was being rational, you know? So that's really important. Um, so I regret that. I regret that and obviously regret how that ended. So, you know, if I'm leaving that in 2022, that's, this is will be the last you hear me speak of it because I'm done. I'm truly done it was a great period in my life, but I'm, I don't have time for that anymore. Um, I've got bigger and better things I'm doing. So yeah. Thank you. Next. Um, what else do I regret? Oh, I regret going into the circle K with my friends at three o'clock in the morning, looking for pretzels, tripping on acid. So this was such an awkward experience. We were, you know, coming down, one of my friends was sober enough to drive or sober, not sober enough, sober to drive. And me and my other friend were tripping. And I think one of our other friends was there too. And so there was two people in the back seat and one person in the front. And then obviously my friend that was driving. And whenever I, they elected for me to get out to go for some reason, because I guess I'm the social person in the group and I can talk to people the best. Uh, And I go in there and talk to this dude to get these pretzels and I bought them And I'm giving him the money. And the way he gave me the change, he was, like, counting the money really, really slow. And they were unloading something through the front door of this Circle K, this ratchet-ass neighborhood Circle K in Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, So they were unloading it through the front door. So the door was wide open. And I could see my friends sitting in this parking spot, like, perfectly. And the man could, too. And they're all busting out laughing because they can see him through the window of the store that I can't see counting the money super slow. And I'm just thinking he's taking forever. I can't see him. And so then I look over at those bitches and they're laughing and he sees me looking at them. And then it's just this whole awkward moment where then I busted out laughing and I could not keep myself from laughing while he's giving me the money and counting it to into my hand. And it was just a whole thing where he was like, have a nice night. And he looked so disturbed because I was trying to get out of there as fast as I could. And I was like, you fucking bitches, as soon as I walked out. It was just crazy. That was an experience. I regret that. Sorry, man. Because every time I go in there, he always gives me a dirty look now. And it's literally right around the corner from where I work. So I'm just like, dude, can you not... Like, I see you on a weekly basis. Can you not... Can you act like like that never happened? And I feel like ever since then, he gives me this dirty ass look like, like I fucked his dog or something. You know what I'm saying? Like... That was gross. I shouldn't have used that comparison, but I'm just saying, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I regret that. And you know what else I fucking regret? Here we fucking go. I regret the fact that I sat on my feelings for so fucking long this year. I sat so long, you guys. I sat so fucking long and waited. I waited for the right moment. And you know what I fucking learned? I learned that the right moment is never going to come. You have to take life by the balls and fucking grab your moment. My friend Sarah has been telling me over the last couple of weeks, what are you waiting for, Connor? What are you waiting for? What's stopping you? Nothing. This is for you, Sarah. I'm in love with a boy named Brody. And I met him... Around this time last year, I don't know what exactly day it was, to be honest, but I just remember the first time that I saw him, I felt like I already knew him. And it was something that I've only felt once before in life. And it was as if my body was responding in my brain, and my brain wasn't. It was so powerful. And I just, I, I, I'm not the type of person that allows myself to get connected or attached to people too easily because people are temporary. They come and go. One of my former friend, not former friends, she's still one of my friends, but we're just not as close as we used to because we don't live in the same city. But she always used to tell me, you know, don't get too attached to people because everything is temporary. Things are seasonal. And I don't get attached to people. That's the reason. And so I also try not to get too attached to attach the emotions that I feel for people. And so as soon as I felt this for this guy, I didn't allow myself to feel those emotions. And it also didn't help that he was in a relationship. And I am not a homewrecker. I don't do that. I I just don't do that. That's messy as fuck. And I also respect myself enough to not be somebody else's second choice. I know what I'm worth, and I know what I bring to the table. So I don't mind that the fact that I've eaten alone. I've been in relationships, toxic ones. I've been in good relationships. I've been in mediocre relationships. And I've also, you know, I've been alone for a while, too. So I understand both sides of this coin. And it's one of these things where, you know, when it comes to this guy, I... I just tried not to allow myself to get carried away with the way I was feeling. But the more I got to know him, the more I realized that I just felt like I knew him in another life. And, like, my soul, my soul just yearned to know more. Like, I don't know how else to describe this. And the crazy thing is, is... You know, I've been in and out of, like, relationships and stuff in this time period. And so I tried not to, like, ever get two one set eyes on this guy. And, you know, I don't really know what it was that really got me to, like, lock in. Um, he, he just has these eyes that when he looks at me... I feel like nothing is dark in the world. Everything is beautiful and everything is color and everything is one and everything is. Do you get what I'm saying? Have you ever gotten that feeling before? Like everything just feels like it goes together when he looks at me, when I make eye contact with him, when it it just and when he smiles. It's like a room at dawn, you know, a room at six from that time period in the morning where the light hits a room, you know, that's how it feels when he smiles, you know, when a sun rising, that's, it's, it's so powerful. And I, you know, I wrote all of this in a letter. This past summer, you know, shortly before I got fired from my job that I used to work with him at. Um, Because, like I said, my body knew that my time there was ending. And that I was going to need to say some things that I needed to say in case I didn't get the chance to. And um, this letter is here somewhere. And I'll probably give it to him at some point. But fuck it, this podcast will be out right now. So I... I don't really know what else to say, you guys, I, I'm in, I'm in love and we're going to, I'm going to continue, but I'm just saying, (sighs) I'm in love and I, every time I try to turn it off, something in the universe draws me back to him. You know, every time I've tried to turn, I've almost gotten him out of my brain, he'll slide up on my story and start talking to me, or he'll text me to go out with him, or he'll send me a Snapchat or whatever. So it's like, the fire never dies. The fire never dies. And you know, I was in a relationship for a little while this year, and it, I forgot about him for a little while, and it, it felt nice, but then... At the very end of my relationship, I, I went out with him and he hung out with my friend and I. And it, it, it just, it felt the way, better than I could have ever imagined spending a night with him was. And it wasn't sexual or romantic in any way. It never was. It was just, I always felt like I just wanted to be around him. And I never got the chance to do that because he was in a relationship or we worked together or there was always that boundary, but that boundary no longer exists. Now, I don't know what his situation is with his relationship. And like I said, I'm not a homewrecker, but I'm putting my feelings out there on the table because I'm fucking tired of sitting and waiting. I'm tired of sitting and waiting because I know what I'm capable of. And I sat here and listened to this man tell me that he knew his cup wasn't being filled after he knew he repeatedly told the person he was with what he needed from them. And they couldn't do it. And it broke me, broke me, especially when I poured my heart and soul into an eight-page letter front and back that literally explained that right there, that I knew that he wasn't getting what he, what he could. I could see it in his eyes. I could feel it. And I wrote this in fucking July, July. In this conversation we had in November. So, I want you to process that. I, like I said, I don't know what his relationship status is. We don't really talk. I put him on a story last week, uh, drunkenly, and said that I would fuck him. But I also, there was like three other guys on that story too, so... It was a toxic thing I do sometimes. It's like a Russian roulette story that I have. Let me explain it real real quick. It's this story where like I have these dudes where like that I'm if I'm there's these cute guys that I have on Snapchat. And basically if one of them if I'm feeling ballsy, I I randomly add some of them to stories. And if I'm drunk enough that night, I'll post things. And it's like that's my story I post random like testy shit on it. And, like, I put, happened to post that that night when he was on there, and I feel like it fucked everything up because I just felt the vibe shift. But I just want, if he listens to this, which I doubt he will, but if there's the chance that he does, you know, everything I've ever done is because of how I feel about you. And I'm not ashamed of it anymore. I'm not ashamed of it anymore. I've loved you from the minute that I saw you. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Because it's what you deserve. It's what you deserve. You deserve someone who will unapologetically scream how they feel about you from the mountaintops. That will reenact movie scenes with you in the streets if that's what you want to fucking do. Because that's the type of shit I like doing. You know, dance around the fucking kitchen in the fucking middle of the night. Like Taylor Swift wrote about in that fucking song. You know, all those things. I want to be that for you, because that's what you deserve. You deserve the type of love that people write about. You deserve the type of love that people fiend for, the type of love people chase. You do, you deserve it. And it breaks my heart to see you not get what you deserve. And that's all I'm going to say. If you want to read the letter, you know where to find me. If you want to talk this out, you know where to find me. If you want to tell me to fuck off, you know where to find me. But if you want to get what you finally deserve, if you want to claim what's yours, meet me at midnight. That's all I'm going to say. Be bold, be proud, be yourself, and put yourself out there because you never fucking know what's gonna happen. My name is Connor Way. I'm in love. I'm I'm happy. I'm con- I'm 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 not comfortable because you can't be comfortable in life in order to, to in order to, to get what you want. But I'm going after what I want. I'm I'm thoroughly healthy, healthier than I've ever been in my life. I feel better than I've ever felt. I have great friends. Like I said, I'm in love and I just don't really know if there's anything that can stop me anymore from getting what I want and achieving what I want. I've got goals and I'm going to go get them. So like I said, Brody, you know where to find me. Everyone else if you like what you're hearing, there's going to be a whole lot more like it this, this upcoming year. I'm taking the filter off and breaking the fourth wall down because there's not enough podcasts that do that and that really broadcast things out and air some shit out. And I'm here to be that for you. I love you guys. Happy New Year. Um, real quick, before we go away, I want to talk about the fact that I'm so proud of just the fact that we made it through this year at the beginning of the year i wrote a letter to myself and i'll probably attach a letter in just a that that'll be attached to this episode that i recorded at an earlier date i don't know if if i want to include it or not but i might um so if you get to hear that you get to hear that and what in my views for this upcoming year but you know either way don't give up you know even when you know this year was awful, horrible, but magical at the same time and transformative. And I'm, I I don't regret anything and you shouldn't either. So, um, yeah, like I said, Brody, you know where to find me. If you like of what, like what you saw, you can follow me on my socials. Don't follow me on Insta because fuck Instagram, but you can follow me on Twitter at Connor dot way or no, it's Connor underscore way. Sorry about that. You can also follow Not Your Average Gay on all of our socials. We're on Instagram, so not fuck Instagram. But we're on IG at Not Your Average Gay. And we're also on Twitter at Not Your Average Gay as well. So love you guys. And you guys have a... I hope you guys have a safe and happy new year. And I will see you guys in 2023. Dear 2023 me, how does it feel to be like Mike? No, I'm kidding. Um... 23. Wow. Uh, we made it 23 years. That's fucking insane. Um, I'm trying to think of crazy things that are supposed to happen this year that I'm really looking forward to. Um, hopefully your bitch ass made it to ACL this year. Are you dating anyone? How's your life? Like, like I want to know more. I want to, I want to know more. I hope you're, I hope you're living more. I hope your are your fashion sense is, I hope you're doing that, those things that you want to do with your fashion. I hope you're, you're. I hope you're in love and I hope you're traveling and I hope you're just being a main character. You're a Leo. You deserve to do that. Um, love the people in your life. Love your parents. Love your grandparents. Spend some time with those people. Spend some time with your cousins. Laugh more. Love more. Cry more. Make sure you, you get all those emotions in there. It's real important that you do that. And make sure that you don't forget to fucking brush your teeth, you dumbass. It's really important that you do that. And make sure that you're keeping up with every other hygiene and making sure you're, you know, if you're not, if you're single, make it, make sure you get tested, bitch, every once in a while. You know, it's it's not it's, it's never bad to make sure you're getting you're safe. But I love you. I hope 2023 was a great year for you, and um, I can't wait to see what you've accomplished. You did it, you fucking sexy beast. With love always, yours truly, 22-year-old Connor Way.